Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Calvary, come on, praise him like it's already done. Come on, open up your mouth and tell him thank you because it's already done. Come on, clap your hands and praise the name of the Lord God. Praise the name of Jesus, because it's already done. Come on, open up your mouth. Whatever situation you come in with, it's already done. It's already done. He can handle it. It's already done. Come on, open up your mouth and tell him thank you. He's worthy to be praised. He's awesome in all of his ways. Tell him thank you, Lord. Thank you. And we want to stand up to our feet as we get ready for our call to worship. We're coming from Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I'm going to do it one more time. Now unto him. That means he's able to do it, right? Okay. Now unto him who is able. That's enough to give him praise right there, right? Come on, open up your mouth and praise him just for that. To do exceeding abundantly. Above all, he can do more than we can ever imagine. So praise him just for that. Hallelujah. Above we can ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being a more than capable, more than able God. We thank you for being an awesome God. We thank you for being a God that reigns and rules. We thank you, Lord, for being faithful. We thank you, Lord, for being just. We thank you, Lord, for uh, for being on the throne. We thank you, Lord, for dying for us, dear Heavenly Father, a wretch undone, a worm as I. Lord, we thank you for being faithful. We thank you for being awesome, God. We thank you for being God and God all by yourself, Lord. You don't need no help being God. You've been God of very long time and you don't need no assistance you don't need any uh, advice you've been doing a very you knew this day before we ever could even imagine it so Lord we thank you for this day this is still the day that you have made and we're going to rejoice and be we're going to rejoice I said we're going to rejoice hallelujah I said we're going to rejoice come on open up behind your mask open up your mouth and rejoice Because it's already done. Lord, we thank you because it's already done. We thank you for the victory through your son, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, be in this service. God, anoint this service. Come in this service and throw your rate around. God, have your way in this service. Cover the uh, mountain media. Come our our band, our music ministry. Cover our pastor. Anoint him for your glory and your glory alone. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you what you're going to do in this service today. Have your way. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on, open up your mouth because it's already done. Open up your mouth because it's already done. Hallelujah. Come on, can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Is anybody excited to be alive today? If you're excited to be alive, come on, just lift up your hands and tell them thank you. Thank you for allowing us to see another day. Hallelujah. We will not take it for granted, God. Hallelujah. I know that sometimes... All the things that have been happening in this world sometimes can discourage us. But we came to remind you of the miracles that God has done before. And if he did it before, then he can do it again. Does anybody believe that? There is nothing too big for our God. Can Can you just give God praise for that? Knowing that he can do it again? Hallelujah. It's a real easy song, a simple song. The children... 
and the praise team, we came together to sing and minister to you. But first, we need you to clap your hands. Come on, we're going to profess today that he can do it again. Hallelujah. Come on. Everybody clap your hands. If you're at home, come on. I think we need one more break to clap our hands. One more time. Everybody clap your hands. Listen. Here we go. Somebody said he turned water into wine. Somebody told me he gave sight to the blind. I believe in miracles, both big and small. And that he can hear me every time I call. Listen, if he did it for me, he can do it again. If he healed that man, he can do it again. If he healed that lady, he can do it again. I really believe he can do it again. Come on, let's say it. Somebody said, somebody said, he turned water into wine. Do it again. I believe in miracles. Come on, y'all, minister today. And that he can hear me every time I call. Come on. If he healed my body, he can do it again. If he saved my soul, he can do it again. If he made a way, he can do it again. When there was no way, he can do it again. I really believe he can do it again. I really believe he can do it again. Do it again, say Listen. Heard a story about a lady at the well And another story about two preachers locked in jail Gave her living water so she would thirst no more While those men were praising, knocked down every I heard a story I heard a story about a lady at the well And another story, and another story about Paul and Silas Gave her living water and while those men were praising, knocked down every door. Come on, y'all. And if he did it for them, he can do it again. If he made a way, he can do it again. Where there was no way, he can do it again. I really believe he can do it again. If he did it for me, he can do it again. If he did it for you, he can do it again. I really believe he can do it again. Come on, let's say it again. I heard a story. Two preachers locked in jail Gave her living water And while those men were praising Knocked down every door Come on, you gotta believe it And if he did it for them, he can I really believe he can If he made a way, he can With the what's no way, he can If he saved my soul And he made me whole Come to tell you that there's nothing that's too hard for him. Nothing that's too hard for you. Nothing that he cannot do. Nothing that he cannot do. Nothing that's too hard for you. Nothing that's too hard for you. Nothing that you cannot do. Nothing that you cannot do. Listen, and if he did it for them, no doubt that he can do it again. Say, if he did it for them, he can do it again. If he saved my Where there was no way he could 
you know that he made ways out of no way? Do you know whatever you're going through, you can praise him like it's already done? So praise him like it's, praise him like it's, praise him like it's already done. Huh? Praise him like it's, praise him like it's, praise him like it's already done. Come on, praise him like it's, praise him like it's. Come on, you ought to praise him like it's already done. Come on, let's say it. It's already done.
Jesus. You've already done it. You're the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega. The author and the finisher. So you already know what my ending is. And you've already written what my present is. So I know it's already. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Now come on, if you believe it's done. Come on, you ought to give a praise. Knowing that he can do exceeding abundantly. Above all we could ever ask or think. He's already done it. That's why it's important to give him praise. Because just like Paul and Silas, he didn't tell them when he was going to open the doors. They praised him like they already knew what he was going to do. And while they were praising, the Lord broke the chains, opened up the door, and they walked out. So I don't know what you're waiting on, but you ought to give him praise like they did, knowing that he's already made a way. I said, knowing that he's already made a way. <laughs> I said, knowing that he's already made a way. If you believe it for someone's healing, you ought to praise them like you already know they're healed. Hallelujah. Why? Because the word said that by his stripes, we are healed. Not that we might be healed. Not that it may happen, but that we're already healed. Come on, praise them like it's already done. And praise them like it's already done. If you're breathing this morning, why don't you give God some kind, some kind of praise. What an awesome God we serve. What a wonderful Savior he is. God is great, big, and he is worthy of our great, big praise today. So as you take your seat, would you just give him a hand or give him a wave or something? just to tell him thank you just to tell him thank you we are grateful that God has brought us back together again safely through another week welcome to those who are here in the sanctuary with us and welcome to those who are worshiping online with us we are glad that all of you whether here or there have chosen to worship with us and we don't take that lightly we're grateful for the technology that uh, that allows us to be together virtually for those who don't feel comfortable coming back in yet and we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make that possible LaDonna Turpin are you here today LaDonna Turpin alright let me thank you for your prayers as I was in uh, Fort Worth this past week with the National uh, Baptist Congress and got in last night uh, without accident, without incident, 
Thank you for your prayers. While I'm thinking about it, because um, I didn't have a pen to write it down, Ms. Angel, um, Ms. Angel's son, remember I told you um, a few weeks ago, uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, that he was shot and, uh, and the Lord spared his life and he's had surgery, uh, but he has to have another one this morning, uh, Miss Angel just told me. Uh, so let's, let's pray for him. I want you to call him by name. His name is Angelo Champion. Angelo Champion. All right. Bow your heads. Let's pray now. And, uh, and then you can keep him on your prayer list this week. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Angelo. We thank you for his life, Lord. We thank you for sparing his life. We give you praise that before uh, he was even born, you had a plan for Angelo. And I give you praise, God, because nothing will stop your plan for that young man in the name of Jesus. I give you praise because you are bigger than what we can see, what we can imagine, what we can think, what we can ask for. You're bigger than that. You can do more than that. And so we ask, Father, that you would be with him this morning as he goes into surgery. Be with the surgeons. Give them uh, the precision that they need. I thank you for the medical knowledge that they have, but all they have is medical knowledge. You have all knowledge and you have all power. And Angelo Champion is in your hands. Touch him, Lord. Heal him, Lord. Give him a testimony, God, in the name of Jesus. I don't know if he's saved or not, but if he's not saved, save him, God. I thank you for using him for your glory in the name of Jesus. Give Miss Angel peace. Give her peace in the name of Jesus and for your glory. All the saints that are here and watching right now who agree, shout amen in Jesus' name. Amen. So be it. So be it. Keep us posted, would you? Thank you. Uh, this afternoon at 5 o'clock, we are going to worship with the Gateway Cathedral Church of God in Christ in celebration of Pastor Scarce's 11th uh, pastoral anniversary. Uh, that is, I think, 5501 Olive Road, um, 5 o'clock this afternoon. They are in the sanctuary, uh, in their newly renovated sanctuary, and, uh, and we'll go celebrate with them at 5 o'clock. Um, Mrs. Winston Sr. would like for me to announce that all of the proceeds from today's sale of, of her baked goods will go to Denise, uh, Denise McAfee's son-in-law and daughter. Um, is it Tammy's husband? It, uh, Tammy's husband um, is in critical condition. They are down in North Carolina. Oh. They're in North Carolina, okay, and, um, and they have three children all under the age of 13, and so everything that you give today, uh, Mother Winston is going to give to that family uh, to help while they're going through this difficult time. Would you, would you pray for Tammy's husband as well? What's his name? Cleland? Gaddy. All right, thank you. Add him to your prayer list. 
Uh, Mount Calvary, we are ready to celebrate our next group of essential workers that has, uh, that has been holding it down while we've been in this pandemic. Uh, first responders, police, firefighters, um, grocery store workers, food service workers who have had to continue while we've been in this pandemic. We want to know your name if you are a part of the Mount Calvary family so that we can celebrate you and tell you thank you. Here's the catch, though. We have to know it by this Tuesday. We have to know it by this Tuesday. You can register online on the website, www.mountcalvarychurch.life, or on the Facebook page, or just call the church office. Give them your name by this Tuesday. Then beginning on Wednesday of this week, we will start collecting names of our 2021 graduates. Uh, if you're a high school, college, trade school graduate, uh, make sure you turn your name in starting this Wednesday. Again, you can do it on Facebook, the website, or call the church office beginning this Wednesday. There is an opportunity uh, for some part-time work I want to make you aware of. Um, Minister Jamesetta Taylor, wave your hand. She is, um, I can't remember what her title is, but she's out of retirement again at, uh, at E.J. Brown School, and they are in need of a volleyball coach uh, and also an assistant football coach at E.J. Brown uh, beginning August the 2nd. Uh, if you're interested or know somebody who may be interested, you can uh, see Minister Jamesetta Taylor uh, and help fill those positions. Since we were unsure of the weather today and, and, uh, and canceled the outside service, we also uh, postponed the cookout with Pastor for those new members. Uh, we will let you know by next Sunday of the new date that we'll have for that good. I think that's it. We are going on to Acts chapter 20 today. The choir is going to come and minister, and then we will head into our study for today, Acts chapter 20.
So grateful to see the young people singing today. Glad y'all are helping to lead us. Acts chapter 20, starting at verse 17 is where we're going. Starting at verse 17 of Acts chapter 20. Reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible today. Here's what it says. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ and now behold I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me but none of these things move me neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God verses 17 through 24 you may be seated When last we were together, there was a riot because the Christ that Paul was preaching was disturbing every aspect of popular culture at the time. You all remember at Ephesus, there was a temple to the goddess Diana, and there was a silversmith named Demetrius, and he along with some of his business partners had been making a lot of money selling silver trinkets of Diana. But since Paul had come preaching the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and many started believing on Jesus, sales were down and they were fed up. And so they started a riot at the end of chapter 19 but Paul and his crew escaped you all remember that and that brings us over in chapter into chapter 20 and <clears throat> excuse me he and his team head to Macedonia sailing through several ports they end up in Troas and the Bible says on the first day of the week the believers came together to break bread and Paul is preaching 
and he is going on and on and on because he knows he intends to leave the next day so he wants to get it all out and he preaches until midnight and among the believers there there's a young man named Eutychus and the NIV says he was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on he's sinking into a deep sleep perched in a window in the room on the third floor falls asleep falls out of the window from the, four, from the third floor he falls and they run to see about him and they say he's dead Paul stops preaching for just a minute and he goes and gets this young man because Paul is not content with their pronouncement what everybody else calls dead but that's a different sermon for a different day because that's what they can see but over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 y'all remember Paul said we don't walk by what we see we walk by faith and not by sight. So Paul embraces the boy and ensures the, boy, ensures the people that the boy's life is back and then goes on back to finish the task at hand and preaches until the next morning. Anyway, Paul and his team move on from there. They meet up at Asos and then on to Mytilene and finally end up at Miletus where he calls for the Ephesian elders, for the elders of, uh, of, for the elders of the church in Ephesus because he wants to talk to them and really to bid them farewell. Because this, they're not going to get to see him again, he tells them. He brings them together and tells them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. I served faithfully even when I had to do it through tears, when others were plotting against me, but I kept on preaching. I didn't hesitate to give you anything that would be helpful to you. I preached in public, I taught you in your houses, and I declared to everybody, Jews and Greeks alike, that they have to repent and turn and trust in the Lord Jesus. And now Paul says, I am compelled to go to Jerusalem. King James Version says, I am bound in the spirit. I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. He says, I have to go. The spirit is pushing me toward Jerusalem. The spirit is compelling me on to Jerusalem. And the only thing I know about when I get there is that bonds and affliction are waiting for me. Did you catch that? That's one of those difficult things to grab a hold of in the church of 2021 because we think that the Holy Spirit only uh, pushes us towards stuff that feels better than where we are now. But the Holy Spirit is directing Paul and it wasn't to a place of comfort. The Holy Spirit is directing him and it's not to a place where all his troubles would be over. It was to a place where bonds and affliction was waiting for him. But it was the Holy Ghost nonetheless 
God help us. All I'm trying to say parenthetically is that the place of my calling may not be the palace of my comfort. Saints, comfort is not the measure of whether we're on the right track or not. Smooth sailing does not necessarily indicate that we're sailing in the right direction. But we, like Paul, have to resolve to follow God no matter what. In every city they visit, the Holy Ghost, through people, through other people, the Holy Ghost is telling Paul what's coming. As a matter of fact, if you flip over to the next chapter, you'll see where there's a certain prophet named Agabus who comes to them and takes Paul's belt and binds his hands and binds his feet and said, the Holy Ghost says that the Jews in Jerusalem are going to bind the owner of this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And Luke, when he, when he records it, he, Luke says they begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Listen, sometimes even the people around you won't understand where the Holy Ghost is leading you. Particularly if it looks like there's going to be trouble involved. They don't mean any harm. They love you. They just want to keep you out of trouble. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit never promised to keep us out of trouble. Just that he would be with us. That's right in trouble sometimes we well well you should you probably should have shouted when miss valerie was begging us to cuz cuz this this may be hard to hear paul says all i know is that it's going to be a rough time but none of these things move me I got a job to do Paul was saying like the old saints used to say a charge to keep I have and a God to glorify Paul is unwavering in his commitment to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He is determined. He is steadfast. He is unmoved. And that's really what I want to talk about today. Let me preach from this simple subject, unmoved. Unmoved. Church, if we are going to rediscover church as Jesus intended it, if we are going to be the church we must adopt the stance that we will follow God no matter what. That we will listen and obey even when obedience messes with our comfort. Even when obedience takes us to a place of trouble, we must be unmoved by distractions, unmoved by popular opinion, unmoved by cultural shifts, unmoved by naysayers who will never understand anyway, unmoved by our own emotions, unmoved by what we see. Paul said, but none of these things move me. 
Paul wasn't swayed by these dangerous conditions. He wasn't swayed by the perilous conditions that awaited him in Jerusalem for three reasons. Here they are. First of all, Paul is unmoved because number one, his perspective is mature. His perspective, his perspective is in, it's, it's mature. It's in the text. I don't count my life dear unto myself. NIV says, I consider my own life worth nothing to me. In other words, Paul considered his own life only in the context of kingdom purpose. He realized that this thing was bigger than his life. He had the mature perspective that it's all about God's glory, not mine. Listen, and if it comes down to my life or his glory, my life or his kingdom, kingdom wins every time. Saints, I'm afraid that's a part of the issue in the church today. Part of the issue in, in the, the modern day church is that we live in a time when immaturity is celebrated. You, you see immaturity everywhere and you can always note it by selfishness. Immaturity is always marked by selfishness. It's always about me and mine. That's why babies and toddlers are hollering all the time, mine, mine, give me, help me, hold me. I'm hungry, I'm mad, my toy, my baba. And if I don't like something, I'll just take my ball and go home. And unfortunately, in the church, we have also come to celebrate immaturity. What do you mean, Reverend? Here's what I mean. Where everything is about me and mine. Where our primary focus is ourselves and what we can get. What are you trying to say? Let me put it plainly. Our prayers are selfish. Our songs are selfish. Our sermons are selfish. We give to get. We sow a seed offering just so we can get more. We praise so we can get. Because you know when praises go up, blessings come down. Listen, let me tell you, if the only reason that I'm giving is so that I can get, that's not maturity, that's manipulation. If the only reason I praise God is so blessings will come, that is not maturity, that is manipulation. Church our perspective must be mature. We have to say like Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead Paul could persist unmoved even in the face of perilous conditions first of all because his perspective was mature. 
he had learned to see the big picture. Not only that, number two, Paul understood that God had given him a powerful ministry. He understood that, that there was powerful ministry in him. I mean, consider the things that God has done through him already. He preached to the Gentiles and they're being saved. There was that man in Lystra uh, who was impotent in his feet. Paul saw the man's faith and said, stand upright on your feet. And the man was made whole. There was that young lady, the young girl who was possessed by a spirit of divination. Y'all remember that? Paul commanded that spirit to come out of her and it left. Back in chapter 19, Paul uh, did special miracles. God wrought special miracles, the Bible says, by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons and the diseases left them and the evil spirits departed out of them. Then he has just brought this young man back to life who fell out of a third story window because he was preaching too long. God has done great things through Paul and Paul understands it. But with as much as Paul has done, he also understood that he couldn't stop until he was finished. He understood that he couldn't rest on what had already happened. He had to go on to finish his course and to do it with joy even if he had to fight to the finish. Saints, I want to tell you today, there is powerful ministry yet in you. God is not finished with you yet. How do you know that, Reverend? I'll tell you. I know that because you're still here. And you're still here because there's more. I know that you can't turn to anybody sitting next to you. I understand you can't grab anybody's hand. Just catch somebody's eye across the sanctuary. They won't be able to tell what you're saying. They'll just be able to see your mask moving a little bit. But yell it out, I'm still here. Because there's more. You can't get stuck at what has been. Mount Calvary. Since the 13 families came together to start the Sunlight Mission all those years ago, since we were incorporated in 1936, God has done some wonderful things in our midst. But saints, listen. We cannot get stuck at what Jesus did. Looking at the last miracle. Looking at the ministry that has been making a shrine to what used to be. And don't get me wrong, we ought to look back in awe and amazement at what we've seen the Lord do for us. Every now and then, we ought to take some time to consider what God has done. I've said it before, and I still believe it, that a forgetful people cannot be a thankful people. I told you a few months ago, we ought never to forget what God has done for us, the ways he's made for us, the doors he's opened for us. We ought never to forget how he's brought us out, brought us over and brought us through. We ought never to forget how he picked us up and turned us around. We should never forget that when we were down to our last dime, he stepped in and made miracle money out of nowhere. Don't forget when the doctors counted you out that God healed your body. Don't forget when your marriage was in trouble. Jesus worked a miracle in it. Don't forget it. 
But all I'm saying is this, don't get so busy looking at the last miracle that you can't keep moving toward the next one. We've seen some powerful ministry, but I've got news for you. There's more to do. And I don't know about you, but I've determined that I cannot stop until I finish. And saints, I want to encourage you today, keep fighting. I know you can't turn to anybody. I know you can't grab anybody's hand. Just look across the sanctuary. Just type it in the chat if you're watching right now. Keep fighting. Encourage somebody. Tell them keep keep fighting. You gotta, my brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There is more ministry in you but you've got to keep fighting unmoved right and I know this isn't popular because uh, because somehow we got off track some I don't know where somehow we got off track into thinking that uh, that that we should only expect one side of the spectrum but I'm coming to understand the longer I live that sometimes you got to fight through joy with joy and sometimes you have to fight through sorrow sometimes you fight in health and sometimes you fight in sickness Sometimes you fight in prosperity and sometimes you still got to fight in famine. Sometimes you fight in abundance, sometimes in scarcity. Sometimes you got to fight forward. Sometimes you got to fight backward. Sometimes you have to fight employed or unemployed. Sometimes you got to fight married or single. You got to fight vacant or occupied, straight or crooked, appreciated or taken for granted, talked to or talked about. You got to keep on fighting. Here's how you do it. When the enemy comes with the lie, you fight him with the truth. <laughs> right? When he comes and whispers to you, oh, that'll never happen. That's impossible. You fight him with the truth, but with God, all things are possible. He comes to you with the lie. The Lord's not going to heal you. You fight him with the truth. He heals all my diseases. He comes to you with the lie, I've got your children. But you fight him with the truth. The Lord said, I'll bring your children from the east and from the west. From the north, I'll say, give them up. From the south, don't hold them back. You got to keep fighting. How long, Reverend? How long am I supposed to keep fighting how long am I supposed to stay in this how long am I supposed to stand here's the answer until you finish Bob Moorhead said it like this I won't give up back up let up or shut up until I've preached up prayed up paid up stored up and stayed up for the cause of Christ I am a disciple of Jesus Christ I must go until he returns give until I drop preach until all know and work until he comes Paul could stand. I'm almost done. 
Paul could stand unmoved even in the face of perilous conditions. First of all, because his perspective was mature. Secondly, because he understood powerful ministry. And then finally, he was unmoved because he knew he had, number three, the perfect message. He said, I gotta go because I have to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Even though bonds and affliction awaited him, even though perilous conditions were waiting for him, he understood that he didn't have to fear the danger because he's carrying a perfect message. He understands that the that there is power in the gospel. Paul said it's the gospel that is the good news of the grace of God. <clears throat> and church, if there's anything we ought to understand, it's the grace of God. <laughs> That's the same message that we have. We can stand unmoved if we stick to the message the message is perfect it's complete we don't have to add anything to it we don't have to take anything away from it grace that's enough did you hear I'm, 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 I, listen, I don't want to mess with anybody's evangelistic thrust. I don't want to mess with anybody's evangelistic, uh, uh, evangelistic opinion or evangelistic, uh, mode. But listen, Paul didn't say, I have to go and tell those people if they don't quit, they're going to hell. That's not good news. He said, the good news is there's enough grace to cover whatever it is that's that's good that's the gospel of great grace god's merciful kindness grace god's unmerited favor grace somebody said god's riches at christ's expense we got another service this afternoon put me in seat and i'll try to close grace is there anybody here who can testify that it's only by God's grace that you've made it this far? Is there anybody here who's just grateful for the grace of Almighty God? That's all that Paul was going to preach. God's grace is sufficient that when I was on my way to persecute Christians grace knocked me down and then grace picked me up and then grace turned my life around is there anybody in the sanctuary is there anybody tuned in right now who can testify even when I wasn't thinking about God even when I was doing my own thing, grace stopped me in my tracks. Grace picked me up and grace turned me around. Grace found me where I was and grace 
look beyond all of my faults and saw exactly what I needed. Is there anybody here who can testify that grace opened some doors in your life? Is there anybody here who can testify that grace also shut some doors in your life? Saints, we have the perfect message. We just need to tell it. Somebody needs to know about God's grace. That's why the old folks used to sing it. It's amazing grace. How sweet the sound uh, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, uh, but now I see through many uh, dangerous toils and snares. I have already come. Twas grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. When your perspective is mature, when you understand that there's powerful ministry yet in you, when you realize you already have the perfect message, you can stand unmoved. You can stand unmoved. You can stand unmoved. And saints, I don't know what's trying to shake you today. But I want to encourage you, keep standing unmoved by what you see. Keep standing unmoved by what you feel. Keep standing unmoved by what's going on around you. Keep standing unmoved by what lies ahead. Don't be moved by the winds blowing in your life. Don't be moved by public opinion. Don't be moved when the storm is raging all around you. Stand unmoved. Guess what? If God said it, you can count on it. Stand unmoved. Stand unmoved. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. The Bible says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, 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 my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always a 
abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain don't talk to nobody don't look at nobody don't high five nobody look at yourself and say self my labor is not in vain you've been laboring in prayer you've been laboring in praise you've been faithful to the work and I've come today as the prophet of God to tell you your labor is not in vain so be steadfast there's a tree called the Bradford pear and back about 20 years ago everybody was planting Bradford pear trees because they keep a nice shape and they're pretty to look at and they have nice white flowers in the spring but what we all found out when we planted our Bradford pear was that when the first wind came no matter how well you had planted that Bradford pear it was showy but when the wind came it would just break into but there's another tree that ain't as pretty to look at it's called a palm tree and if you notice it only grows in tropical climates where there's hurricanes and winds and waves but one thing you never see is a broken palm tree because the wind comes and the palm tree may wave it may bend but it will not break God has likened you to the palm tree you may not be as pretty as the Bradford pear but when the wind comes you may sway you may bend but you ain't gonna break you just keep standing you just keep standing <laughs> you just keep standing you just just keep standing just keep just keep standing just just keep standing just just bend if you have to but keep on standing rock if you have to but keep on standing stand in what you know not what you see stand in what you know not what you feel
glory to the Lord. I tell her. If you're part of the army of the Lord, well, let me hear what your sound sounds like. If you are part of the army of the Lord, what does your sound sound like? If you are part of the army of the Lord, oh, but only if you are part of it, what does your sound sound like? Give him praise. Come on, give him praise if you're part of the army of the Lord. If you're part of the army of the Lord, come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise if you're on, only if you're part of the army. You got to stand on what you know until you see what you know. wants to join this part of God's army, wants to join God's army today, anybody that would like to join God's army to stand on his word and to stand on what you know and stand on who we serve, if you would like to join, you just raise your hand and Miss, uh, Miss Jackson, are you, Miss Valetta Jackson, are you going to be able to, yeah, so um, stand on, just raise your hand and um, Miss Jackson will come and take your name. Somebody up here, Ma. Right here. So raise your hand. Lift it up real high. <laughs> Come on, give God praise. She just joined our army. She just joined the kingdom's army. That's give God praise for that. Hallelujah. to join this side of, not this side, this part of God's army. Just wave, raise your hand. If you would like to join this part of God's army, this side of God's army, if you would like to, just raise your hand. This church, believe in transforming lives through Jesus Christ. We believe in that. Okay. And the last call, if you just need somebody to pray with you, 
I'm pretty sure there's some deacons up here that would love to pray, pray with you. And there's um, probably a minister probably sitting next to you. You probably don't even know it. Just ask him to pray with you if you need it, okay? But we give God praise for the member that the, for the person that wants to join God's army. Come on, give God praise for wants to. She wants to join our army. <laughs> yeah. Our minds are clear, right? We're gonna stand. Tell you that, but we're gonna stand this week on what we know, right? Let's go ahead and do the benediction. Let's go ahead and stand. Let's stand real quick. So now unto him that is able to keep us from stumbling and falling, present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy, both now and forever, that all people, all God's people say amen. Amen. There's this uh, video coming up. And then after the video, follow the direction of the ushers. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app. Or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.